Welcome, everyone, to uh, the EE podcast this week. Uh, you have your host, Kia Madani. I'm the host. <laughs> you are. And you also have Hassan Khan from Pittsburgh. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? And before we, uh, before we dive in here, quick update on the uh, Republican tax bill. Hassan, I hear that you're lobbying your local congresswoman to uh, fight for graduate school stipend for students. Uh, right. So just a super quick rundown. The, uh, the current version of the House preferred, uh, the, the, the current version put forth by House Republicans of the tax bill uh, would tax tuition waivers for graduate students. And it would eff- effectively mean, uh, say you're making 25000 in a stipend and your tuition is 45000 you'd have to pay taxes on the entire 70000 um, and so for a lot of graduate students, even though your take-home pay wouldn't change, you'd have a tax liability on $70,000. And we calculated for CMU students, it would be a net tax increase of like seven to 10K. Um, do you think that there's, do you think that there's a fair way? I mean, obviously this, this is a major shift, right? I mean, I think, do you think there's a way that this could be means tested to be a little more fair? Because I think I've, I've read some stuff about how People are like, well, it, it is income. It's income in kind. Why shouldn't it get taxed? Uh, I think that, I think there are ways to possibly structure this. Um, and yeah, and sort of means test it in a way like you do for, say, FAFSA applications, right? If your family yeah. is able to give you a lot of support, like I'm, I'm OK with, uh, you know, if you come from like a rich family and they're giving you support, then, then maybe it's not a huge deal. Um, but by and large, a lot of doctoral students are financially independent, right? Mm-hmm. And they can prove that they're financially independent. And their only source of income is their stipend. And so it's really a lot to ask someone who's making 25000 to then pay, you know, ten, eleven thousand dollars $11,000 in federal income taxes. I think uh, that's right. I think that's right. And, you know, the, uh, the idea of what is fair and equity and justice is, of course, an important backdrop as we pivot towards the uh, fantasy discussion. Um, that's definitely true. I think equity and justice are core issues of the, core the issues. fantasy football league. league. Core issues. Um, but uh, so I think, you know, why don't we start off and kind of quickly look back at last week and where we sit this week and the, and the standings. And, you know, I think last week there were a few surprising results. I mean, Somel continuing this absurd streak takes out Bubbin is in first or tied for first at six and three. Um, and then you have Kia with the highest score of the week, 146.5. That's only the first time it's happened all season though. Um, do you want to, so, so you're saying uh, you don't expect to happen for it to happen again. Is that what your claim is? Uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Although, so you, if you look at the if you look at the points for over the last four weeks, I think I'm number one. So I oh, have I'm having a good. Is that is that? How, I think so, I'm having a good. So, so, I'm having a good run right now. So interesting. So your claim, your claim is simultaneously that this is an outlier, and yet it's an outlier. Uh, your performance has exceeded expectations for roughly half of the fantasy season. That's so you're you're making these two simultaneous claims. All I'm saying is that the high score of the week is this is a first first time thing. So, not saying that'll continue, but you know, I'm, my my average has moved up. That's all. 
So, so, so how, would do you, you, how do you know you're in first over the last four weeks? I looked at it because I was curious. Oh, you were curious? So are you, what kind of advanced stats operations are you running there? <laughs> I mean, all, what's, all your, what's, your, what's your fantasy football data uh, analysis strategy, Kia? You think I'm just going to reveal that here over the podcast? Are you telling me that you're running fucking Python scripts to scrape FFL data from Yahoo and and run run like? I neither confirm nor deny. I think we've got the answer. We can I here. can I just say can I just say something while we've all been focused on Stashgate and whatever else has been going on? Kia has quietly put together a very very strong team, top to bottom. I mean. He picked up Chris Hogan after he inexplicably dropped him. Listen, don't make any fucking excuses, Kia, during this podcast. I'm not going to stand for it, right? <laughs> and, then, and then he picked up Corey Coleman. He outbid me last night by a dollar. And that guy's going to come back and slide in as the number one receiver on the Browns. These guys are on his bench right now. Dude, my wide receivers are weak. I have to find points somewhere. Well, you you seem to have found points, you know, in lots of places the last four weeks, as you mentioned. But you know, we'll we'll come back to Kia and his three game win streak rise in the uh, standings and likely championship later. I think I think one thing we need to look at here, you know, if we start at the bottom first of all, Pasito Pasito, you know, is sitting at three and six. He's on a two game win streak. You know, playoffs are, are we, not are out of the question. Are we wait? Are we just ignoring Batamis Dill? I mean, I don't want to. You know, we can talk about Batamis Dill, but I think that conversation needs to be not just a standings conversation, but he has basically thrown in the towel. I mean, he he fielded a lineup I, without two offensive players last week. He might be the only team that's mathematically eliminated right now. Yeah, I don't think a six and seven team can can get in to the playoffs. So I think Ankit has a has a long road ahead. But if you look at points four, I mean, he's not that far behind in points four. So if he can... I mean, honestly, if you look at points four, right? If you look at points four, there's a clustering centered right around 1075. Yeah, I think that's right. And, 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 I mean, if you look at... Take a look at this week, right? You had teams ranging from... uh, Okay, exclude... Exclude Batamis Dill, who got 80... And you have teams ranging from 86 to 146. So that means most of these teams are within one good, one bad week of each other in, in overall points. You know, if you have a couple buys, you get a player who gets injured early on in the game, or you get like a three-touchdown performance, you could find yourself uh, flipping, flipping your relative points position. Yeah, so what is going on? I mean, there's obviously a fair amount of parity, which I think has been a theme throughout the season. And I think, you know, Bubbin excluded Unkit from that conversation around parody and got burned by it as little Scrappy, you know, pointed out. So eloquently pointed out. So eloquently. Uh, PV, our boy PV needs to get it together. But what Buttamese has been quiet on the threads. He's dropping seeming, seemingly good players like Emmanuel Sanders and Chris Hogan. He didn't even feel the full lineup. I mean, does the commission need to step in here? I mean, what's going on? Yeah, that's a good question. We might need to uh, call one of them later or get them to. 
I mean, I know. Explain this, is, is this like a Chris Paul to the Pelican situation, where we need to have commissioner intervention on what types of trades and behavior is is acceptable for league wide parity and 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 overall entertainment value? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just there's is it apathy? Is it his team sucks? He's on a three four game skid, and you know, can you really regulate that? I mean, he can't make. He can't make Butthemese care. But I don't know. I don't know if you can force full lineups either because as we know, you know, even early on in the season, Kia, you know, didn't even bother picking up an IDP because it wasn't going to help. Um, and he had already lost. Yeah, so that, might, that might bite me in the ass later when no, it comes it, to it. it might, think about it. Yeah, no, think about it. If Kia had picked up that player, he'd be 6-3 and three right now. And sitting in no, third no, place. No, no, I lost no, no, he he lost that matchup even with or without the IDP. I think he's talking about points four. Yes, right. Yeah, he's. he's How much did he lose saying, that matchup by? It was like twenty uh, or thirty. Yeah, it was like it was. It was over. For some reason, I thought it was closer. For some reason, I thought it was closer. Uh, the the matchup where I think you might be referring to is the the Al defense matchup where he lost by five, and he, he didn't play a defense that week. I actually had another oh, matchup okay. where I didn't play like one of my flex positions. I just left it blank. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, I think I think you know it's going to be it's diff- this is tough. I mean, this is look, we're really putting putting the pressure on Ankit this season, I think as commissioner. I mean, there's a lot of this is a tough one. You can't make people care. You can't enforce full lineups because you know, <laughs> part of the strategy allows you not to to necessarily field a full lineup uh, at all. I mean, sometimes five bench spots is a strain if you have, like, injured players on your bench or a lot of bi-week players. I mean, Arv Arv last week didn't play a tight end for that reason because he couldn't drop. I mean, Gronk was his tight end. He was on a bye. He had a bunch of players on his bench. He couldn't drop them. And he figured, hey, a a replacement tight end is worth, what, five points? So it's not worth it. I'm just going to roll the dice. And it nearly cost him. I mean, Hudson was – I think, like – Golden Tate got stopped on like the five yard line, and if he had scored, or even that late touchdown that that went to Ebron, if it had gone to somebody else, I, I don't know. I mean, you might have won that matchup, right, Hudson? Uh, this was a frustrating week, man. Ev- Mike Evans getting like doing God knows what. Leonard Fournette getting pulled like pulled an hour before this the the game starts, and then yeah. obviously Golden Tate if he if he gets yeah I think he got. I think he got pulled down at the four-yard line. Uh, yeah, if so he had scored, you might have been a point away. I mean, it's just I was shocked that Arvin rolled the dice going into Monday night or Sunday night because if he was up by, by a lot more, then I could have seen it. But I was shocked that he – I think he was on a flight to Hong Kong maybe or something. That's probably why. But Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him at some level. You know, he, but but uh, it was it was shocking. It was, I, um, and I'm I'm bummed I didn't pull it out. I thought I had a chance. And then you have Rahul taking out Ravi uh, in a pillow fight. Ninety four point nine eight takes out eighty six. And didn't Rahul get the high score last week? Didn't he score like one sixty or something like that? He did, and you know who we scored it against, Mister Pa himself. Yeah, I mean. It's- uh, 95. Look, Rahul, Rahul is like a, he's got like Rahul, a very Jekyll and Hyde team, it seems like. He's got a good team, man, and he's 4-5, and five, and he gave Arvin the win 
a couple weeks ago, if you guys remember, he basically just left Rob Kelly in. That's true. He lost oh, by one point. He lost by one point. He left Rob Kelly in. He put Doyle, he had Doyle on his bench. He had a few other players. So you know, it's it, and Kia without that without that uh, that point adjustment, you'd be. I mean, I'd be sitting on the outside of the playoffs right now. So that's true. That's true. So this is, I think this is a point I brought up when uh, Hassan and I hosted the pod a few weeks ago. I basically said that you know Rahul won't do anything this season because he just doesn't have you know the management skills. He doesn't pay attention to these little things. Yikes, dude! Dude, Kia is has vicious, to, man. You know what's has to have a draft. Otherwise, he won't make the moves during the season. You know what's hilarious, by the way? Uh, he beat he beat Ravi last week by whatever he did 90, 94, 86, right? Right before the games kicked off, he had Travis Benjamin still in his lineup. Uh, and Benjamin was on a bye. So I group texted Rahul and Ravi. And I was like, I like screenshotted the thing. And, and I, I sent it to Rahul and Ravi. And then Rahul was like, oh, shit, um, I'll make some swaps. So he like made some swaps. So he put Mike Wallace in. Mike Wallace ended up scoring nine points, which was the margin <laughs> of victory. And Ravi, so basically Ravi lost, and he would have won had Rahul was taking off for a flight. So he and that's actually, done this is similar to the the Stashgate argument in a way, in that you're kind of influencing another matchup, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, but I think this is it's. I don't know how you think, but this is obviously not illegal. But it's it's one of those things where you know people have different amounts that they're paying attention to stuff and i guess if you are not paying attention people can take advantage or influence that so right i mean to be fair he could have picked up when he landed maybe because benjamin was on a buy so he could have picked up like a receiver for sunday night or monday night who knows what would have happened but i mean <laughs> no i mean it's it's that's a good question like i wonder if anyone because uh akshay left um who was it zach Ertz in his lineup against me this week yes and I was wondering if anyone would let him know because I know that he probably he doesn't check his fantasy team all the time. And I was you just curious. Why didn't you let him know? Well, because I'm playing him. Why would I let him know? But I also wouldn't have had an issue with anyone else letting him know is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It wouldn't have made a difference, thankfully, because you, you scored 146. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, should we have an automated email go out, you know, at 9.50 or 12.50? Uh, the fantasy <laughs> app sends you push notifications. Yeah, it does, a actually. People, it's... A lot of people have that turned off. I can guarantee you Akshay does not have push notifications turned on. That's true. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, and he checked when he first woke up, which is, you know, whenever, 7 in the morning on Sunday when he went to the gym. So, um so, I, you know, we can look towards, you know, we only have four weeks left. And with the clustering, nobody is safe here for playoffs. Like, 6-3 yeah, and three is not guaranteed. Nobody's guaranteed. Even Somal at 6-3, and three, I still feel like he's going to miss <laughs> the playoffs. I, I actually Wait, agree. I wish, but... <laughs> I wish I had taken my own bet. Do you guys remember two weeks ago, yes. I was offering 5-1, to one, Somil misses playoffs, Kia makes playoffs. <laughs> Dude, I would look dead in the water a few weeks ago. What is that going for right now? Is that going two to one? Is that going like one? I mean, I mean but the problem is Somo was not supposed to be six and three. See, if Somo were five and four, four and five, or four and five, then yeah. But he just has to win one more game, and he's virtually guaranteed playoffs. Yeah, if you look at the uh, projections, I think he's he's going to finish 
what is it like ten and three or nine and four? So, well, okay, let's. I don't want to talk about projections, but <laughs> first of all, the, the projections have him at ten and three, which means he's going to win out. Which I will, I will <laughs> take a bet. I will take a bet against that. There's um, no one who's going to take the opposite side of that bet. <laughs> I don't know, man. Look at this matchup this week against Al. That's a win. Well, is Al, so the thing is, is Al going to field a full lineup? I mean, he's made zero moves. He has two empty spots. He has multiple injuries. What moves he can make? He only has $4 of waiver budget left. Uh, no, I literally mean moving his bench players into his lineup. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't, to be fair, he doesn't have a tight end or a kicker. Right. Oh, yeah, kicker. He has Tucker, but Baltimore's on a bye. I by the way I, I think he's given two up. to one two to one that Al doesn't even field a full team this week. That's it? Just two to one? Well I which wait which side are you are you surprised by that? I mean Do you think it's more likely that he doesn't field a full team? I think it's like a given that he doesn't I would say it's like it's like <laughs> ten to one he fields a full team. So are we saying that essentially Whoever plays Butthemese the next four weeks is just getting a win. Because you know who plays Butthemese the week after this one? Kia. Son of Come a bitch. on. <laughs> and then Arvin. He's, and he's then gonna Arvin, walk and then me. And then gonna me. walk into a bye. He's gonna walk into a bye. That's my it's, that's my prediction. It's Kia, Arvin, and then me. And I guarantee you he's gonna play a full lineup against me. So he might give Somo and uh, and Kia and maybe Arvin better treatment. But this is going to be a fight. I mean, Hassan, how do you feel? You're in ninth. Looking... Dude, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, 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 I'm uh, very pessimistic on my odds of making the playoffs right now. I think uh, what's happened for me is a uh, couple untimely poor performances from some of my would-be studs. The the Leonard Fournette being held out last week really hurt me because yeah. I think if Fournette plays, I pull out a W. Yeah, you had um, at least I get. You've you've missed Fournette for three weeks in a row because I think he missed one due to injury and one due to bye, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like... really tough to play without my top running back for three weeks in a row. Right. And uh, and and then the one the game that he missed the first week that he missed for injury, the day of too, he was like questionable, and then the day of they announced it. Like I had like a steady replacement. So that hurt. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just. My management skills aren't up to par, but uh, <laughs> I would say. Kia, if you were truly handicapping your odds to win a championship right now, what would you say they are? My odds to win the whole thing? Oh, man. Um, I still think it's like five or six to one. All right, hey, so that's Crash, obviously bullshit. Can, can, we, can we just what, – what are the top three right now? The top three teams? Yeah, the, for for uh, play, like winning at all odds. Uh, Kia's definitely in the top three. I don't know if he's first or second or third. But he's definitely, definitely. You're you're giving my team way too much credit. You okay, have Kia, the look. most points scored in the last four weeks. You said it yourself. Yes, you're giving us the data. We don't even need to do the analysis. I think Akshay still number one. Akshay has flatlined a bit though, man. He's not scoring. He has, but he still has the best team. Yeah, he's got a good team. I, I don't know. I think, you know, Posito's team has been playing well, but he needs to basically win out. 
So I think that handicaps him. Rahul, same thing. He had a disappointing week. He still got the W. He may have a decent team on paper, but with the concentration we have, Kia, Kia, can I get your assessment of Prashant's team? I think he is the number, the second best team. Behind, behind Akshay. Yeah, I think they have the two clear best teams. So we're basically. Co- what, what do we think about Arsh's team, though? I mean, he's in second, decent points, six and three. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about his team. Sometimes it seems good. Sometimes I don't know. I think it's fair to say that there are probably five teams that could you could argue are in the top three right now. That includes Kia. That includes me. Includes Akshay. Includes Arvind. Um, maybe even Pav. I know that maybe, he's not that high in the yeah, standings, but his team is decent. Yeah, maybe Pav. And then I think you have obviously Ravi Hassan. Rahul, maybe even, that you could argue are going to fight for playoff spot. I mean, Ravi's team hinges on Elliot not getting suspended and maybe getting Johnson <laughs> for a few weeks. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get David Johnson back. That's my my reading of the tea leaves based on what I've heard out of that organization. It just seems very unlikely. Yeah, he already dropped him. So he he gave up that pipe dream when the uh, when the coach came out and we, said, "Should should we should we? By the way, should this? I think uh, a point to consider for the future is having an IR spot. I think we should have an IR spot." Yeah, I know I've thought about that before, but I feel like it makes it too easy on some people. Like, I like not having it because it makes it hard to make decisions. Can I ask a separate question, which is, does an IDP get fewer points for causing a safety? Or, or scoring a safety, I suppose, than the defense does? You, okay, I've been thinking I about don't know. this. I've been thinking about this, and, and I think we have, to, we have to look at IDP and def- defense scoring in the offseason. Um, it's way too weighted towards tackles. So, so, let me just, my... so let me just let me just put this in perspective. If you block a kick as an IDP, yeah. you get four points. Yeah. If you cause a safety, you get three points. If your team defense blocks a kick, it gets five. And a safety gets four. So we're, we're literally giving more points to the defense than the player, which seems the opposite of what we should be doing. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, think, I think we have to look at, at, the, at this. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that an interception only gets you two points. Yeah, because it seems like an interception is like a bigger deal than two well, tackles. Well, the, the reason we – I think interceptions and sacks used to be worth more, but the way it's scored um, in the NFL box scores is you get an extra point for a tackle and for a pass defense. So when you get an interception, it's actually worth three because you get two for the interception, one for the pass defense. Do we? Hold on. Yes. Let's see. Same with the sacks. You get a point for a tackle as well. As Yeah, uh, I think I – think- I think Kia is right for sack. The Which NFL is why scores, we actually reduce those. The NFL scores I think, a sack with a tackle and a sack. Okay, fine. But I think uh, also a fumble and an interception should be worth more negative points to the offensive player. So you think a fumble should know, be... Negative two is pretty strong already. Yeah, negative two? What are you, you're, you're thinking what, minus three or four? Like missing a... Minus three. Minus three. Missing I was a thinking, field goal? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we should look at this because I noticed that this week when I don't know, I guess maybe I just noticed it because there were more 
crazy defense stuff going on this week than normal. But I saw like an IDP who got the safety got less points than the defense, and I was like, "That's making sense." But um, I, I think we'll need a full audit of the scoring <laughs> system, and so we, I think we need like example plays to see where it doesn't add up. Hey, Hassan. Also, in terms of like interceptions and stuff, since we added um, return yardage as points, it oh, maybe you get, you get yeah. yeah. That Increase that. That's fair. That evens it out a bit more. That's fair. So where do you yeah, where do you fair. guys see where do you guys see this league headed over the next you know two three five ten years? Can I mean, I, is okay, this... I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my feeling on on the league. I think this was a weird year, not because of the league, not because of the commissioner, but because of external factors. I think Trump. Yeah, truly, truthfully, I think Trump cast a pall over the league i mean he cast a pall over like society writ large okay <laughs> day you wake up and you're just like holy shit we're about to get nuked by north korea ah fuck i forgot to pick up a kicker right and it's just you just it's you're just, we're all like so overwhelmed by existential crisis that it's it's sucked the fun out of the league um i think we'll have a return to normalcy i mean i Go ahead, Kia. Sorry. <laughs> Normalcy after he's impeached. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think I three think more years. Otherwise, no. We'll, we'll midterms. We'll we'll take the house back. Okay. We'll okay, we're getting political right now, huh? Yeah, we're gonna capture the house in the midterms, and then he's gonna sit around also, tweeting about how he you, can't Kia. get anything fuck done. Fuck you. Everything is political right now. Don't give me that shit. Oh, we're getting political now. Everything is political. If NFL players no. can't take a knee. Without the president of the United States tweeting about him ten Wait. times, then I yeah, think you're the one who sent out that political piece. That's true. Did you read the kicker of the political piece? Did you read the what last the last article? I did. It was it was depressing. Wait, what was it? Okay, okay, okay. Prash, go back to WhatsApp. You need to read this political piece. Right. But I'm going to read you the kicker. The kicker is uh, they're interviewing this couple in their house, and they're basically like, you know, they're, they're talking. It's it's Johnstown, PA. It's a little east of Pittsburgh, and they're basically saying like. Uh, this whole town swung for Trump. And they're like, how do they feel about Trump a year later? And basically the whole town's like, well, we kind of knew he wasn't going to fulfill all of his promises, but we're still fully for Trump because like, I don't know. And you get to the core of it because at the end they interview this couple and they're talking about how like the thing they're most upset about is kneeling in the NFL. And they go, we used to be Dallas Cowboys fans, but we're not anymore. And uh, then the woman turns to the man. She's like, go ahead and tell him what you said. He's like, I shouldn't. And then she's like, no, no, tell him. Hey, what do you call the NFL? And the man goes, ninjas for life. Except, I'm not going to say it on this podcast, but you know. Right. He dropped, wow. like, literally, like, a political reporter is in his off is in his house. He's like, yeah, definitely what I want to do is drop, like, the most, like, controversial slur that we have in society and let people know that that's the most important issue to me. Yeah, I mean, that's, look, I think that the analogy that you were alluding to, Hassan, or, or making holds here. I mean, I think people after Trump won and the Democrats were completely out of federal power, we, we you know, a lot of people just got down, right? And Democrats were like, oh, this sucks. You know, organizing is hard and we keep losing. And people kept saying, no, you got to keep your head in the game. And, you know, look, yesterday we saw what can happen if people just vote and stay woke. Yep. You know, we'll, we will win lots of elections. Yeah, did you vote in your local elections? I didn't. I didn't know anything about the candidates. And if you think about this league this year, early on, Kia had a bad draft, objectively speaking. 
and he lost a couple of games early on. He was hitting at two and four, and he was like out of the league. Now he's on two out of the last couple podcasts. He's sending out emails. He's all up in it. Al, Al he's was sitting one point two eight. I still have, I still have over. I still have over 3,700 unread emails or messages on that WhatsApp. Thread. That's fine, Kia. You're back in the never get You're back right now, and that's all that matters. And I would, I would say this. I mean, you shouldn't have been down and out the way you were. You can't let politics or school, you know, get you down about fantasy. And we shouldn't let Al off the hook. I mean, I don't care that he's two and seven. He's he's basically telling the whole league, I don't care if I'm Sacco. I don't care about the punishment. I basically won't do it. And maybe we have to enforce sanctions. I mean, this is this is getting bad. Yeah, I mean, let's, I let's, think, see, let's see what he does this right week. Now. Let's see what he does this week. But I, I agree with you. Um, I think maybe the Stashgate thing kind of soured him on the league. Maybe he's still kind of, you know, reacting you know what, to you that. Yeah, you know what's interesting, though, though? It's not just Stashgate. He, he lost the next three weeks. That's actually, I guarantee you right now, if he was six and three, he would be all up in the fantasy threads. He'd be jumping on the podcast, talking shit. Oh, yeah, there's definitely correlation between success and how much you're involved. Yeah, and I think that's, I don't, you know, I, I think, you know, again, going back to the political analogy, that's wrong. I mean, it should be the other, if we're losing, you should be more engaged, right? Like, you can't, treat that as an excuse or use that as an excuse because that has a poisonous poisonous effect on everyone around you yeah one other thing though i don't know if you guys feel the same way but i just feel like the nfl as a product is so much less entertaining for me nowadays that you know before like i didn't like the nfl that much but fantasy was enough that it kind of bridged the gap so i could watch games but nowadays even fantasy is not enough where i just can't sit and watch an nfl game it's there's so many commercials, so many you know stoppages due to reviews, so many injuries. It's just impossible to watch a game right now. Yeah, I mean, I've said this before. I don't know if I would watch nearly as much football. Certainly, much less regular season football without fantasy. I think it's just hard. I I think I think. I've I've noticed like I used to be able to I mean especially in college and even like when I moved to grad school for I used to be able to like plop down on the couch at 10 a.m. or 1 p.m. when games started and I could hang out there and eat pizza and like watch games for like seven eight hours and not feel terrible and now it's like the games I can't go through more than two games without just feeling like exhausted you're sitting there and you're like watching like endless reviews and bullshit and they got to talk about protests and I just I don't have the uh, I don't have the the stamina for it anymore. Yeah, I I mean, do you think that's also? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is it a phase of life thing? I mean, when we did that in college, or maybe right after college, maybe we were just fucking lazy, and it was easy. But now we feel like there's a bigger responsibility for doing more productive stuff with our weekends. You know, our our weeks are packed, right? I mean, everyone's busy in their own way. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I mean, I guess you know going back to Al's podcast, like those of us who have uh, significant others, like, you know, I don't think they're willing to just sign and put up with us watching football for what, 10 hours on Sunday, three hours on Thursday, three hours on Monday. So like 15, 16 hours yeah. of a week. 
speaking of significant others, I mean, what's the deal with you, husband? Uh, I'm uh, extremely single. Kia, same with you? That's, yeah, same. <clears throat> extremely, extremely single, not just single. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you have it. I think Maybe. it's uh, it's, a, it's sort of a synonym for, like, lonely. Yeah, but then I think, it. so th- then we clearly can't explain, uh, you know, the inability to watch football as easily to, to significant others. Because you uh, not, are, for, not for me, yeah, yeah. Not for you, yeah. Just, you know, people are busy. You guys got shit going on um, that I think is hard. So, so if we, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make you guys make some predictions here. I'm going to make you guys tell me the six teams that are making the playoffs and tell me who's winning the whole thing. And Kia, you're going first. And if you fucking leave yourself out, I'm ending the podcast. No, no, I'm not leaving myself out. I think I'll make the playoffs. Um, I think Akshay, definite Arv, Akshay, you, me, definitely top four. We'll make the playoffs. I think Somel at six and three has done enough where he'll make it. I don't see him losing for his last four games, so I think he'll win, win at least one more and make it. Okay. And that last spot's tough. I don't know. I think Taps' team is trending down. He won't make it. He's sixth right now. Ravi has a really high points four, but I just have a feeling like his team won't be able to pull through. The thing, the thing for Ruby, the thing for Ruby that he really just screwed up on was he spent his whole waiver budget on Sanders, which is a huge right. mistake when you're in the thick of the playoff hunt. Yeah, and I mean that QB situation is awful too. So it's not like Sanders is that good. No, that's what I'm saying. He blew his entire load on what amounts to a flex receiver. Yeah, and then the last spot's tough. I don't know. I. I want to say Rahul has a chance here. His team is decent, but again, like what I said earlier, I don't think he'll he'll make the right moves. So I think I'm gonna Did give you... the last spot to I'm gonna give the last spot to Pav actually. All right, I think he'll make it. Run shit like diarrhea, huh? All right, Hus- and then and then hold on, Kia, who's winning it all? Akshay's winning it all. Okay. Chip number two. Akshay's winning it all. Chip number two. All right, Hassan, what about you? Yeah, I think I agree with uh, with Kia's top four. Um, I don't know. I don't know this last spot. Uh, I'm, you know, is a wild card. Um, so I think, but but I think that last spot's going to get bounced early anyway. I think they 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 would struggle. Um, I I actually think. Um, mm-hmm. My my projected winner, if I'm ranking them, are uh, R one, Kia two, then Akshay three. R- Interesting. R R one. R- How R- do you see yeah. that? Do you feel confident in that pick because of the players on his team or the manager? Uh, for R. Yeah. I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. I just you know I I'm I'm mostly just saying like. I think Akshay is probably going to win, but I, I'm I'm kind of putting my you know play, placing the the wild bet, and if it pays off, I I get the return. So, all right, fair we'll enough. see. I think if I if I had to make a prediction here, and I'm going to be a little a little bold in predicting that Somal misses the playoffs, but he gets another win. So I'm predicting that a seven and six team misses. 
So I agree with the four Kia named Akshay, Arvind, Kia, Prash. The next two spots, I'm going to say Ravi. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say Pav. I'm going to say Pav. But I, I do think Pav's schedule may not be the friendliest of schedules, which made me want to pick Hassan. But it's close. It's going to be close. Hassan, how does your schedule look? I don't know, man. If, let's look at, you know. So no one's giving Ankit the chance to, to win out here? Uh, what's who is he playing the last four weeks? I mean, Ankit's so he plays Ravi this week, then he plays uh Rahul, Somel, and then Kia the last week. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. But... I mean, Hassan, Hassan plays me this week, then Tap, then Rahul, then Akshay. So that's a relatively tough schedule the rest of the way. Somel, Somel plays Al, then Ravi, Ankit, then Rahul. And Ravi, Ankit, and Rahul should be in the thick of trying to avoid cycle playoffs slash trying to make playoffs. So even if Somo picks up a win against Al, I could see him dropping the next three. I would give Hassan a, a tough... It's tough for him, but I would give him a puncher's chance. I just think Tap Tap's on the, on the downtrend, so I'm crossing him off i th- i think i think my, me for me it's all this week it comes down to this week if i lose this week i think i'm i'm in deep trouble yeah that might be right four and six might be too oh, big of a hill yeah and my points four isn't good enough to to climb me back out so we'll Pavin, see although Pavin plays Pavin's schedule is kia arv prash and tap that's even a tougher schedule than maybe yours Hassan. yeah so actually knowing that i might change what I said about Pav making it because I didn't know he had a tough schedule to finish. He's got a tough schedule. Hassan and Pav both have tough schedules. So maybe maybe Ravi or Tap do slip in. I mean, I don't know. If, if I mean, if you look drops, at projections, have you guys looked at projections right now for who sneaks into sixth? I have not. Let's see. Uh, it's, uh, it's a team that Kia was prescient on. Rahul? Yep. <laughs> and, but, yeah, I mean, I, I still think there's a dark horse chance he makes it. If, if he can make some, some good moves and, you know, set his lineup properly, I still think he has a good shot. The, he has the, McCoy and a- Antonio Brown. So, I mean, that's a pretty good core right there. Yeah. I mean, the, these, these rankings also include, also include no seven-win team, which probably won't happen. And they also don't include – they include Somal at 10-3. and three. So, some of those wins are not real. So, so I, think, I think, for example, if – Pick up RBs for Ravi or six and seven in this ranking instead of a five and eight. They would pass Rahul on points. Um, I think I think the playoff, the playoff the combinations or the scenarios this season are going to be really really interesting. I think going into the last week, we're going to have like seven teams vying for like the last two or three playoff spots, which is going to yeah. make it exciting. Yeah, I think, I think really the last exciting. couple of weeks are going to be exciting just because. Uh, this is unprecedented parity for the league. I mean, I think normally we have like a team that's like at this point got seven or eight wins, right? Yeah, I think normally that's right. I think we have two teams. But everybody expected, normally we would have everybody expected Akshay to run away with like we thought he'd be like eight and one, seven and two by now, and he's six and three. He's you know looking a little shaky. He has. I mean, to be fair, yeah. give Akshay credit. He's he's got a hundred and twenty-five point lead, a hundred and thirty point lead over second place. 
<laughs> yeah. He's 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 got a ninety or ninety five point lead on Ruby, who's the second highest point scorer. So you know, I yeah. mean, and let's not even talk about his lead over Somel, which is two hundred and twenty <laughs> points. Although Somel has has not let the gap get as out of hand early. Like as a percent of the total points, it's going down. Even though his points but here's, is still fucking. Here's the absurd. crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing about Somel, though, right? Let's say he loses this week. He like he could he would if if he had one more loss, he'd be out of the playoffs. <laughs> that's the crazy thing about Somel. Yeah. If he's he was, five and four, he's out of the playoffs. Pav that's what Pav was saying. There was a there was a scenario where they were flipping back and forth on who was gonna win. And if Somel had lost, it was possible he would drop to eighth or ninth from second or third. Which is nuts. That's nuts, yeah. So uh I like those predictions though. I like everyone is coalescing around the three or four. I think I think there's a chance one of those teams doesn't make it by the way. Like I might lose. And you know, I could be sitting on the outside. I mean, that's, I gotta... that's the crazy part about this, right? Is like, you know, there's still it's because it's so tight that like let's say, you know, and I don't obviously you don't root for these things, but like if one of the top players from one of the leading teams gets injured, because it's so tight, it could be just enough to ca- cause them to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's right. Especially, especially with you know this late in the season, there's not a lot of like good replacement players just kind of hanging out there. Um, it'd be tough to make up that point void. I think that's right. Um, so we're I think we're pushing the uh, the 40 minute mark here, which is around when I think Kia gets uh, pissed off at the at the podcast length. So why don't we why don't <laughs> yep, we do uh, yep. wait wait last thing before we uh, finish yeah, this ahead, are, are we are we all unanimous that uh, Al is going to be Sacco? Is that our prediction for that? Well, I think that entirely depends on, like we said, let's see what he does this week and what's his state of mind. I mean, Al is, is such a cerebral being, it seems, that everything everything is is going to be about his state of mind. I mean, if he, if he doesn't care about his team the rest of the way and goes 2-11, and 11, he's got a 1-4, at least a 1-4 chance of being Sacco, right? I mean, he maybe doesn't care about being Sacco. Maybe he's entire plan around these pickups and drops is optimizing for Sacco. Who really knows? I mean, maybe he's, it could be that he's just, he's viewed the Sacco punishment as a opportunity for personal growth. And maybe, uh, maybe his entire standup routine will just be a, a, you know, a soapbox opportunity for him to rail against Stashgate and a lot of the other grievances that he may I have. I do think we have, I to can totally see him doing that. Yeah. I can totally see him doing that as well. I, I do think we have to have a, a discussion as, as a league, on what happens if the person gets booed so vigorously within the first two minutes that they are unable to complete the five-minute stand-up set. Does that satisfy the requirements of the punishment? I, I will leave that or do they have to, to complete? I, do they have to, do, do I they think have we have to put a timer up, and they have to get through the full five minutes. Well, I mean, literally, what if they get yanked off the stage? I think they have to do it well, again, then. I agree well, then they get yeah. penalized in the next season's budget. That's. They I mean, these are like, the questions. I, I I want this to be codified beforehand. Like, if you just go up there and you just like aren't funny for ninety seconds, and they're like, "All right, get off." Especially if Alice is the sacko, because I, I, there's yeah, always I, there's I, always a situation where he tries to weasel out. So I, we need every every situation. I agree. This is correct. We'll, we'll need to send an email. We'll have to. We'll start a thread up about this. Yeah, because you know, he, I mean, remember the last time Al got sacko, he like didn't change his name properly. He basically did that dance cloaked in in attire so that people couldn't see who he was. He stopped dancing 30 seconds before the end. 
So I think we're going to have issues. I mean, I, I can't say much about that. Well, I, I, I don't blame you as much. As, I mean, I think you did the punishment. Al dragged his feet on on his pun. Do you remember when he got penalized ten points in his week one matchup for not? <laughs> yeah, I remember. For not changing his team name. I mean, this is what we're talking about. This is the level of pettiness. I, you know, what I want is I. I look forward to hey, are if if uh, are we bringing the the women of Etna to uh, the stand up? I mean, I would absolutely love to. I mean, if we can, if we can get this stand-up thing done at the next wedding, that would be ideal. Because then everyone can just come. I I want there to be. I don't. I want this to be like a Facebook event that gets so <laughs> widely advertised. I will pay, wait, 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 wait. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it to be how like like over fifty percent of the audience there is just like his friends because that would kind of defeat the purpose. No, I agree. I agree. It should be a real club, but if like 15 of us are there and there's like 100, 120, I think that's perfect. Right, right, right. But if it's like a small venue and like we're like more than half no, the people there. No, absolutely not. I like how we're so we might as well have done it at someone's house, right? So I like how we're planning on this being out. I, th- I will say, I think, <laughs> I think the, the, the makeup of the crowd also depends on who loses. Like if it's Al, see us being meaner to Al than strangers. <laughs> But like, if it was like, uh, I don't know, like if Somil got it, Rangers. I, I yeah, I honestly. That's that's me. Wow, please. This is this season has been topsy turvy, man. We've had. I wonder what the next four weeks have in store for us. I, I really do. I think it's been yeah. it's been exciting. Um, so I look forward, and we'll. Uh, I think we can leave the podcast there, and. Uh, who do we want? Who do we want to do the next podcast? Is there someone you want to call out to hear on the next podcast? I think at this point everyone's done it, right? So it's just yeah, you know, whoever you like it. it. If there's a specific topic that I, I, I really want, Neeraj. Neeraj is not, and he's technically still a co-manager of Ravi's team, so I think he should be on one of the next podcasts. Yeah, I'm good with that. I, yeah, that, that's a good one. I think we need. Neeraj. I think we should get Deed. Maybe Deeds. Yeah, we should get Deeds back on because he was on with Pav last week and I, I had trouble hearing him. And yeah. and then I felt like you... That, that was what I was thinking. Yeah, and the central the central theme was more around Yush than it was around Rahul. I mean, I think getting Al... See, Al hosted one with the women of Etna, but we haven't gotten... That was, I mean... That was great. No, that was fantastic. But we haven't gotten into his mind re you know yeah. post Stashgate and what he where he's at right now. Is he... Is this a protest vote? He's going to win Sacco as basically a protest against, you know, what happened to him during Stashgate? I don't know. So, we shall yeah, we'll, see. We'll, we'll try, we'll try, we should try and organize by uh, Sunday night, once we kind of know what the games are shaping up to be, I think would be a good time to try. Because I think it'd be interesting to get someone whose team is on the precipice or, like, if their team's making big moves, just to get their reaction in real time. Absolutely. So maybe, maybe like, I think if Deeds, if Deeds wins again, or, or yeah, Ankit wins exactly. again, or Ankit right. wins again, and then maybe try to get Nears or Al as well, because they've been. I, I like that. They've been yeah. non-descript. Well, let's try to get right. the, let's try to get the momentum on Sunday, so that way we're not we're not yeah. organizing last minute on Wednesday. Absolutely. So the gauntlet is down. We want to hear from some combination of Neeraj, Rahul, Al, and if Ankit wins or somebody else that's surging. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Sounds good. This was great. 
Take care. You guys have All a good right. time. Take care, guys. Bye.